Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio. My name is Ian Eisenberg. I'm here in New York. And out west we have Jay Logan. How are you today, Jay? Jay Logan. Yes. I'm doing great with those fabulous San Francisco Giants out here. I can see that it's a bright, sunny day out west as well with that World Series parade going on as we speak. Yes, yes. You can see all the kids and the parents out there right now. We're so happy out here. Happy, happy, happy. Yes, <laughs> yes. They, yes, they, they, they created a lot of amazing music out in Texas. It was definitely a beautiful sight and very beautiful, amazing thing. So, for anyone who has never listened to our show before, parents' kids' music is about the relationships that parents have with their children of all ages based on their musical influences. Now, the music that children are exposed to when they grow up can be a big um, element in their identity. And relationships amongst parents and children at all ages can differ based on similar interests or different interests. Now, Jay, I know we were talking before the show began about how how you're how you have a daughter who is whose musical taste and especially like the music that is geared towards children it just keeps on changing. Is that right, Jay? Yes, yes. Um, music is definitely changing, and um, I do have a wonderful daughter. She's getting bigger and um, growing up, yeah, and she's starting to like different, different, different child child stars. So today's child star. Yeah. She's liking uh, right now is uh, Selena Gomez, which, which you know, I'm monitoring her, and as you informed me that she was going through some difficulties in the media. And uh, absolutely, I wanted to say out there, you know, we hold these child stars to such a level where they can't be human, and it's unreal. Yeah, unrealistic expectations. Expectations. Um, what do you have to say about that, Ian? Um, I mean, it goes throughout history. I mean, even like young Michael Jackson with the Jackson Five, who I know you were a fan of growing up. That child stars, whether it's music or television, sometimes they like they go through very public issues and and end up making very adult choices at a young at a young age to the point where like what's happening in the news today with Selena Gomez, it doesn't take away from her talent and success and the appeal to, that the children have, but it's always just been an interesting thing, like being able to differentiate between the entertainer and, and the body of work and the human being. Since I know, like you've mentioned, a lot of these child stars over – all these like child um, singers over the course of our seri- show the last few months, like Justin Bieber and yeah, Emily Osment, you have a lot of Disney Channel success stories where to remember that that they are 
I mean, some people, although they are real people, I mean, many of their fans have never met them, and it's always, and it's an important thing to be able to, when something happens in the media and some big thing happens in the news, that that the children understand it and understand that that it's not their fault that their favorite star is in trouble. Wow. And um, it's very unfortunate that, uh, you know, she started on Barney, which I know is your favorite show, Ian. Um, I'll just explain. But, um, <laughs> and she was also a UNICEF, a UNICEF ambassador. So to put these kids and, you know, you're kind of making them an adults and they don't get a chance to be a kid. You know, um, Justin Bieber, in his case, he gets to be himself. He doesn't try to be perfect. But it's sad that these other kids are held to this level, such a level where they have to be perfect. And that's what's sad. And that's what your children need to know at home, that uh, they make mistakes. They don't do their homework. They get bad grades. They're not the best, best, best role models. They don't listen to their moms every time when when the mom says, wear a sweater. Um. And that's what the kids need to know, and that's what parents need to tell their kids when they look at these musical child superstars. Um, they're human. Um, I just wanted yeah. to touch on that again. Um, and, then I, and my heart goes out to Selena Gomez. I hope that um, she pulls it together and uh, gets back on track. Absolutely. Now, Jay, in your um, in your musical career, have you worked with children professionally at all? Or have you yeah, had experiences yeah. with your colleagues? Uh yeah, I I have um right um there's a there is a, a lot of the kids who were younger when I worked like when Bobby Brown when I was working with him he was still a kid basically because he was just getting out the new edition and then you look what happened to him you know they can't handle they can't handle the success they can't handle it um it's very sad you know um but this is the world we live in today kids want to see kids become successful. So a lot of times, most of these child artists, uh, when they do, are able to handle it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, you look at Janet Jackson. You look at, um, uh, you can, you can look at, it's, it's all of them. I mean, I haven't seen that many child stars. Sammy Davis Jr. might be the best example, if that is the best example. Most of these child stars have issues um, because they don't get to be kids. Um Wow. Work with child, it's very, it's very, very hard. And then the parents, they hold them, they hold them to a, such a level. Also, they have issues with their parents, and it's very, very hard for these parents to deal with these superstars. The kids, they get a sense of control. And I've even seen—I don't want to say any names—I've seen some kids kind of, you know, rebel against their parents because they feel like they're such a superstar and they're such at a level. My my mother can't tell me anything. My father can't tell me anything. I'm blah blah blah. So. Um, that's that's a, that's the thing that the industry needs to get a hold of. You know, a lot of kids. I guess kids would need to have uh, life coaches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, well, perhaps to grow up, perhaps to grow up to be life coaches. I'm not sure if I could like name like a musician right off the bat, but I know there are child stars, at least actors, who have grown up to be successful people. I mean, like Rod Howard, who started out as a child actor and grown up to be an Oscar-winning director. Right, right. Or people, there's just many stories of people who end up growing up to become senators and congressmen. Right. And after, like, going through that thing. So it's not that it's automatic that child celebrities and child pop singers end up as... As failures, I mean, like Mark Wahlberg, who, I mean, he started out as a rapper. He actually started out as a member of New Kids on the Block before dropping out. And he's become this very successful um, Hollywood actor and producer. Right, right. You see, that, that's what I'm saying. But then you also have, like, the Brady Bunch. They started as kids. It's so, it's, you know, you got the ones that are successful. But to get over that, that, Get over that hump. It's very hard. It's very hard to come from a kid and be a successful adult because the expectations are so high for you to be perfect and maintain a role model. Um, 
But there are successes, like you said, you know. Um, so when your kids are watching these uh, musical stars on TV, you got to be very careful to make sure to tell your children, even though they're in love with their music, that these are just people, and they're not perfect. And, um, I mean, they can follow them and watch them, but just let them know that, you know, they're not they're not immortal and um, they're human. So, yes, that's the end. Absolutely. I had to tell Selena, Selena that because when she saw this stuff happen to Selena, she kind of got real sad and hurt, and she couldn't believe it. She was in shock because she thought, hey, when I grew up, I would like to be like Selena. Uh-oh. I don't think so. That's so. That's yeah. some, that something happens, and it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Like when when those people you grew up grew up with a fan of have some issues. Like I remember like loving Pee Wee Herman as a kid and watching Pee Wee's Playhouse, and then he had his unfortunate situation to the part where he basically retired the Pee Wee Herman character until just last year, like going twenty years outside of that child entertainment um, arena. Right. And that's 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 the, that's the same thing. That's the same thing. You, you see the same thing with a lot of the acting stars, the musical stars. Uh, you remember different strokes. You remember what happened on that show. Yeah. I mean, it's just really, really, really hard. And then we grow up and we become adults with these people that we looked up to, and we, we don't realize, you know. Um, one guy that's been pretty good, though, is Will Smith. Um yeah. Um, he, he so you got some success there. You have some success. He's a well, he's a musical star, but he's been able to handle his success. So you he, know, he he's jazz, he's Jeff and the Fresh Prince. It, yes. it, it's it's amazing. Like not just him himself and his own career, but like the careers of his kids and his, and his daughter Willow Smith and and her song and, and her hit single with my hair and just you've. Just having just like this, having a cool head and being loving and not forcing people into into the family business. And this doesn't just go into entertainment, but just in anything. Like, and like people get to have, make their own choices. Right, right. And that's uh, that's what people make their own choices. And when they don't have the right people around them, and it's, um very hard. Very hard for these child stars. Excellent. All right, Jay, we got our first guest on. Hello, you're on the air here at Parents Kids Music. Um, welcome. Hi, it's Steve Zuckerman. How are you? Hey, Steve, how are you? Um, this is Ian Eisenberg and in New York and Jay Logan out in California. Hey, nice Steve, how are you? Welcome. Excellent. So um, we've been talking about, um, talking about like the downfalls of child entertainers, whether it's singers or celebrities. And it's like, I I know you're a father uh, with two young daughters. And what kind of music do you expose to them? And what music do they bring to you? Well, um, in general, we listen to the radio together, uh, on our way to school and our way back to school. I do carpool, so it's pretty easy. And uh, we also have uh, a little iPod shuffle that I've given to my seven-year-old who plugged it into little speakers, portable speakers, so that my three-year-old can, I'm sorry, my four-year-old can listen along too. Um, so the radio, when the radio's on, we listen to, you know, what down here in South Florida is 93.9 uh, MIA, which is a feel-good variety, and they have a mix of like 80s and 90s. And uh, in general, my seven-year-old has uh, grown a liking to Mati Siao, which is an interesting, uh, which is an interesting pick, because I know she can barely understand the lyrics, but I think she really connects with her faith because we're Jewish, so she knows that the the content is uh, is Jewish-oriented and it's meaningful and spiritual. So it's just a little taste of what our daily routine is like. Absolutely, and what was it like for you growing up music-wise and and just exposure from your parents and what you got out at school and 
and how that reflects wow. your, um, your your lifestyle as a father. Yeah, it's almost exactly the same uh, scenario where my dad would have us in the car and um, he would be blaring his uh, 50s and 60s oldies on the radio and he would never he would never change the the station. It would always be the same music every ride. And uh, I uh, was exposed to that at a very early age and all the way until today since he's got his satellite radio um, in his car. So, um, you know, mostly with my dad, it was uh, 50s and 60s oldies and 70s classic rock. My mom, it was more of the pop stations. She'd have all the popular music and uh, she'd listen to it at work and in the car, you know, 80s and 90s, uh, Whitney Houston and, uh, you know, Barbara Streisand, you know, softer varieties. So that's what I was exposed to. And, uh, you know, pretty basic stuff. Steve, I was going to ask that. This is Jay, and I was wondering, is any of the music that your parents listen to, do you still like, like, uh, or were you kind of like a rebel, like, I don't want to listen to that old stuff, I'm going to listen to what I like. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't take it. When I was in the car or I was at my mom's office for whatever reason, uh, uh, I really just wanted to turn it to my station and listen to what I like. Um, but now I definitely can connect with my dad uh, and his taste in music because um, you know it tells a story and I've I've been able to look back on uh, throughout the generations and I can understand how he grew up and the music and why he liked the music that he liked and uh, you know what they were going through in their in their generation and how it reflected in the music and their uh, and their uh, the stories that they told and through music so I mean I do I do enjoy uh the oldies. I think they're great. They 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 show quality, uh they show talent and compared to today where you've got a lot of just uh fast food kind of uh lyrics and fast food kind of uh electronic soundboards and you know, voice whatever they call those, uh you know, the voice amplifier, the uh auto tune. Uh, you know, all that stuff. So it's it, by contrast, I, I would, uh, if I was slipping the stations, I wouldn't mind listening to some oldies. And, um, you know, with my mom's variety, it was more uh, something that's more soothing, so it wasn't really, it's not really something I'm going to be listening to now. But uh, I, I do see the quality in the music. I, re, I can respect that. It, it seems like it was kind of like in the car with you, with your dad, you know, it's kind of like being uh, at home and you can't, take the remote, they want to watch what they want to watch on TV, and you want to watch something else. <laughs> so you just wish there's only one TV in the house, and it's kind of like you're fighting over that as a kid. Me and my daughter have that problem with flipping the stations. Turn it here. No, turn it here. Turn it here. So I can understand <laughs> you wanting to listen to other stuff, and then as you grow up, you appreciate what they're listening to. So I, I definitely see where you're coming from. <laughs> All right. Well, that's why I'm so uh, I'm making a, a, a user-friendly experience in the car because I I had to go through that torture when I was a kid, but um, we found a good we found a good compromise with the uh, the uh, the uh, feel-good variety because they've got a good mix of '80s, '90s, and today, and uh, you know with all the, the new technology with the iPods and stuff. And my daughter actually likes Matisseau, which is great, because I think he's great. You know, it's like, couldn't ask for anything better. So, so the other question I have, like, when you're with your two kids, do you, like, you do graphics and web design. Do you have the radio on or music on while you're doing that, and they come in the room? Are you listening to music while you're working at home sometime when you're doing some of the graphic design or some of the web design stuff? Sure. But, um Mostly, well, I have my my music I grew up with and, you know, things that are more uh, soft or relaxing. I've got easy going, like Breguet going, Bob Marley. But other than that, I, I've been taking a liking to jazz lately, uh, some oh. classic work. I just go to the library and pick out whatever I can find. I usually end up liking it. Um, so that's, that's kind of annoying to the girls because there's no lyrics. 
and it's repetitive, you know, the rhythm and the beat, it's just on and on and on. They don't appreciate it now, that's for sure. But, you know, so they don't they don't want to hear it. They asked me to change it. Okay. That's, 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 uh, gotta, that's great. You can always make up words. <laughs> right. Bop, bop, skiddy, bop. Anything that sounds like an instrument, that's the word. Right. <laughs> Do, are any of your daughters uh, musically inclined? Do they uh, play any instruments, or are they going to, or are you, you uh, are they friends, or? Mm, no, not really. No. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, so I was wondering, do they create create any type of uh, poetry or lyrics, or do they ever do anything like that? That looks like they're very creative children. Well, they're both very much. Uh, they're, they take pride in, the, in, in in my career, and they like the fact that I can draw, and they, they, it's very inspiring to them. So they become quite the little artists, and they love arts and crafts and painting and drawing. Um, they're definitely um, they're taking, you know, they're taking my my side of the family's uh, uh, creativity and and. You know, because my mom was a pretty good artist. My dad, uh, he wasn't too bad. And, uh, yeah, so I'd say uh, in the, uh, when, when it comes to drawing and painting, for sure. Uh, we've never been a musical family, that's for sure. So don't ask me to sing a tune. Do you do any type of filtering of music that they listen to? Like, what do you do when... Um something terrible comes on the radio or how do you keep them from listening to, you know, you know, you know, something comes on there that's pretty nice for kids. You just, uh, you, and you, you, what do you do? I'm just, I'm just uh, well, you have to be creative. Like when we're listening to the radio and, uh, Lady Gaga comes on, well, first thing my daughter asked was, who's Alejandro? And, uh, <laughs> I said, that's just somebody she doesn't want to touch. And, uh, and, and she said, "Why doesn't she want to touch him?" And the 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 conversation just gets completely off, you know, on, in some direction you don't want it to be in. And and the best part about it is uh, you can take it any direction because the lyrics are so ridiculous and they make no sense. But you know, that, that's how it ends up going. You just try to, if they're young enough, you just try to have fun with it and change the channel. Okay, that's good for some of my listeners out there because that's an awkward position, you know. All of a sudden, listening to like somewhere over the rainbow, and then something else comes on that's not over the rainbow. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, something yeah. not over the rainbow. <laughs> that's a little too far in the rainbow. Yeah, I know what wow, you mean. Oh, that's uh, that's that's great. So, I was going to ask you also, Steve, like. Um, do you still share? Do your parents and your children all get together, listen to music? Like, let's say if, you, if your parents are still around, we all have a family reunion. You guys kind of share some of the music experience, with, you know, the generation. Ah, uh, you know, we're just um, we don't really go to a popular type of a um, um, trying to think of an occasion where we would have gone. You know, when you go to a movie or a carnival, uh, we, have, we haven't gone to any concerts like uh, where you would see any popular bands you hear on the radio. I was going to take the kids to uh, the um, the Fed Stock. It's going to be a big concert in, in Meisner Park in Boca Raton where the uh, Matisiao is going to perform and Dudu Fisher is an Israeli singer. Um, so that would probably be our first uh concert we we will go to together as a family, all four of us. That would be great. I'm telling you, I I took my son to see um Usher and by him actually seeing him. He was just so excited and uh, he never forgot that. And when you take those kids to the concert yeah, they actually see see the person up there in real life performing. It's a it's a never for, it's a never forgetting feeling with your kids because it's like you know you're sharing this event with them and I'm glad that you're gonna do that because you're just gonna have fun I'm I'm kind of jealous I mean because I kind of want to do it again 
but uh, you're going to get to do mm-hmm. that with the kids. Um, Who did you go to see? Who did you see? I went to see Usher. I went to see Usher. Usher. My son, he loved the way Usher danced, but he never saw him before. So, you know, the whole time, and, and then I actually got to go backstage. I don't know if you're going to get and talk to some of the musicians and stuff. And um, everybody was real nice. And it was the most wonderful time I had. And um, wow, be good kid. And it, it, it put it put a great it put a, it made my son respect how hard it is to be a good musician and how hard the music industry is. And he saw it's a lot of work. It's not just oh I just made a song up and people love me. He saw all the work and work ethic and everything that Usher does and the dancing. And it was great. And I remember that to this day. When you go with your dad, it's like going to the baseball game. You know, when you go sure. to a baseball game or to any type of event, it just sticks with that child forever. So I'm so happy you're doing that to your kids because that's what more parents need to do, you know. I mean, you can yeah. buy the record. You can listen. Yes, but you I'm need absolutely, to. Absolutely. And to see that we have our next guest ready. So, Steve, thank you for taking some time out of right. your busy day and joining us and Shared with us, and I've never—I myself have never seen Matisse Yahoo, and I'm jealous. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good talking okay. to you guys. All right, you, you have a good day, Steve. Bye. All right, bye. bye. And now, speaking about someone who knows something about the word usher, we have our next guest on. Hello, Vic. Welcome. Hello. How are you? That's good. Excellent. Good this is usher. Ian in New York and Jay out in California. Welcome. Welcome. Hello, Ian and Jay. It's good to hear from you. All the way from California. All the all way, way from California. Um, all the way from the Bay Area. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I finally feel yeah. like a New Yorker. You know, we won something. You know, it's kind of you know, like a like, parade. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm, I have the TV on right now watching it, and it's actually an interesting sight just seeing them, like, in their little fake of cable cars. Going down and and Pat Burrell ignoring the interviewers, it's fun. All of uh, all of San Francisco, all of San Francisco could fit into the Canyon of Heroes, I think. I, I think probably, so too. We probably Ian should have got a uh, How to Have a Parade book from New York, you know, because we don't know how to do this. Well, well, remember <laughs> that the Giants they they were showing before the parade started. They are they were showing the last. New York Giants, baseball Giants World Series parade, so they know what they're doing. Absolutely. So this is parents' kids music and, and the show we talk about the relationships that that people have with their parents and kids when it comes to music. And I know you have a young son and I know he's a very popular Facebook page. And what kind of music do you expose to him and vice versa? Anything on Nickelodeon. That's basically how old he is right now. Just anything. Dora the Explorer, the Fresh Beat Band. I don't know if you know their work. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I know I mean, the, it reminds I know me of the early Beatles. I don't know if it's... it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> That's a big compliment. But, I mean, he'll watch the show Literally. and they'll talk and they'll... They'll be searching for some kind of magic gem or something, and it's boring, boring, boring. But once they start singing, the kid just gets up, starts singing the words. He doesn't know what the words are, but he'll just sort of like you know mouth the words. He doesn't speak yet, but like I don't know what it is about like the rhythm. I don't know if it's like universal for all children. You know, when I hear when I take him to daycare at the end of every day, when I pick him up, they leave us an update. And they'll say like he was dancing all day, and he, you know when we did you know the, the music, we clapped our hands. He was. In, he was dancing around with everybody else, so I don't know what it is about music, but kids love it. I mean, I mean, he's a happy, he's a happy little boy, and it's just very creative that at such a young age he has his own Facebook page. I know he got on his Facebook page. He's very, he's a great mimic. So like, he sees me doing something, and he gets on there, and unbeknownst to me, that's how easy Facebook is. And by the way, Ian, a fantastic acting performance in that new uh, Facebook movie. I think that was a. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm sure that Jesse Eisenberg is related to me, but I'm oh, not sure how. Oh, I thought somebody told me it was Ian Eisenberg in the social network. Yeah, I, I mean, I am in the social network, but that's not me. Nobody, Although nobody's I'm, more in than you. 
Right. But, I mean, that kid is from East Brunswick, New Jersey. I have family that live out there. And chances are, in some way, we may be related, but I have no idea. He changed his spelling, so he didn't want to, you know, be part of the family anymore. He didn't want to associate with the other Eisenberg. Actually, actually, we changed the spelling. We changed the spelling. Actually, the U.S. Army changed the spelling because my grandfather had the real spelling. And then he was discharged from the army. He spelled his name wrong, and he didn't go back in fear that they'd bring him back to him. And to make things even crazier, he had had a wife and kids before with the old name. And then he met my after he left the service, he met my grandmother. So he has so so there's family with the old name and family with the new name. Sounds to me like there's a draft dodging story in there somewhere. He changed his name to avoid going into the army. I think. Perhaps something like that. <laughs> I was I was going to ask, um, what kind of music did you listen to growing up? Like, what, what did you, when you were growing up, um, what yeah, did I you listen a, to? Old, I, I still have an older brother who's seven years older than me. So, like, and I'm I'm an old guy myself. So I'm 39. So he he kind of bridged the gap. I'm he always listened to like classic rock, like stuff from the 60s and 70s. So I grew up. With that music, a lot of my contemporaries, like around the same age as me, you know, they love the '80s music, which I do too. You know, it's uh-huh. as silly as it was. I like the '80s music, but having an older brother, he would be listening to like the Rolling Stones and the Who and stuff like that. So I, I skew a little bit older. Like I could probably more relate to people in their 40s and 50s because I have an older brother who's in like his, you know, mid to late 40s. So that's the music I grew up with. But did you and your older brother listen to anything with your parents? No, you know, my dad wasn't, my mom's typical, you know, uh, Barbara Streisand, Neil Diamond, Yanni, you know, that kind of music where you put it on in in the car when she's driving around and puts you to sleep. My dad, I don't really know what music he listened to. I guess he liked maybe country music, but I I don't really have any connection to my dad's music or musical tastes. Maybe like Johnny Cash or something. Did you ever go to any concerts with them or even local band concerts or any kind of musical functions with your parents? Your mom? Like I said, I did go to some concerts with my mom, but I went to, like, uh, Tony Bennett, Frank Sinatra when I was younger. That rocks, I went to a Neil man. Diamond concert with my mom. Wow. Music, yes. We went to, like, the, uh, what do you call it, the, the Andrew Lloyd Webber greatest hits, yeah. you know, like Radio City Music Hall, that kind of stuff. No, what, about you and your, what about you and your brother? Like, you guys ever, like, you know, go to stuff? You got you and your brother go out to any? Yes, like, we go We go to, uh, into like, Leonard Skinner many times, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. The most of us, like, right along. You know, like I said, like, the Rolling Stones, ZZ Top. Those are, like, my brothers. You know, my, my brother and I connect with that type of music. I like that. Perspective. I thought you said that the Rolling Stones and ZZ Top were your brothers. Like, I had, like I've never seen you grow style. the beard. <laughs> no, 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 that they're your brothers. ZZ Top are your brothers. Uh, well, that must, it must be a bad connection here. <laughs> there, used to be, there used to be four guys in ZZ Top. My brother was in the background, but I came out of the band, you know. Got some addiction. <laughs> That's 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 um that's wonderful. I, when you when you talk about your kid, listen to Nickelodeon. Um, do you have like a time allotment that you allow him to watch that, or do you just can you just go wild? You know, I'm I'm doing this, Dad. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm listening to Nick all day. I mean, I, yeah. Well, well, me me growing up watching about 16 to 18 hours of television a day, like my son pretty much just watches as much television as he wants. I know it may be terrible parenting, but way to go. I mean, he's in daycare most of the day, so when he comes home, I mean, he probably ends up watching maybe like two, three hours a day. But, yeah, right, you know, the dinner time hours, late afternoon, yep. early evening. So you have and to drag him off. Junior, which is on 24 hours a day, just no commercials, 24 hours a day, just constant cartoons. They all have music I get, involved. I get the business model of Nick Jr. that I guess like during school days, that young children are home, but I always wanted the Nickelodeon to have a special like channel or thing for kids home from school, like Nickelodeon. <laughs> well, they call it it's preschool on TV. That's what they call it. But now Nickelodeon, the regular Nickelodeon now has like live action. You know, it'll have like you know uh, Zach and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody or whatever stuff like that. But Nick Jr. is all cartoons, so it's definitely geared towards obviously 
the junior set. But yeah, he watches it as much, you know, keeps him happy. Like when I see he's losing interest in it, I'll turn it off, but that that rarely happens. Yes. Yeah, so like we started off at the top of the show talking about Selena Gomez and without mentioning exactly the trouble that she's had, that she's had trouble. Like like what do you like did you growing up did they would ever need to tell you that these celebrities are that their problems are not your problems and being able to separate the celebrity from the human being. Is she having like Charlie Sheen problems or what like What's going on? Um, but it starts with an R and it ends with an Ehab. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, no, I, I never, no, I never had, you know, I, I never like was into, you know, uh, I mean, I love my movie stars, I love movies and everything else, but I, I never was like a, a worshiper of them. I never like was had such a connection to them that I would, think, you know, if they had problems, I would just be like, oh, they're having problems. Like I never really like. You know, never yeah. felt bad about it, or never, never affected me. So, I don't think my parents. So, so you ever were one like, of the millions of mourners in the streets of Los Angeles when Michael Jackson died. Yeah, I never really understood that. Like, I never felt that strongly about anyone that if they died, I would like make a, my own T-shirt and show up and you know leave like flowers at his house or something. I never. I don't think my parents would ever have caused to. If I looked up to somebody, they would worry like, oh, he's you know he likes him too much, what or something or. You know, and like I said, I was kind of a square, so like. Well, Mick Jagger wouldn't bother you if Mick Jagger just all of a sudden fell out and wouldn't do any damage. Yeah, no, that's not a big deal. Uh, I mean, I mean, is Mick Jagger still around? They, they seem, they seem safer somehow. Those old timers, like, like I know Keith Richards does just as much drugs as say Scott Weiland from STP, but like it does, it seems different somehow. Like it's like when Keith Richards does it, it's like ah, oh, Keith Richards. That's just the way. You he know what? I guess it's because like, they've got their catalog. They've yeah, got when, those Keith Moon, when Keith Moon from The Who would drive his Rolls Royce into a swimming pool, it was like fun. That's like what rock stars did. Yeah. That's like somehow removed. Of course, from, then he like, died. Of course, then he died at all. Yeah, that's that's different than like Amy Winehouse somehow to me. I don't know why. Like today, it seems more maybe because I'm more grown up or the world is different. Absolutely, and and those STP cover bands. I mean, you just can't get enough of them. Terrible, terrible. I mean, come on. <laughs> Silver Gun Superman. Who even knows what that means? It's it's a it's an obscure song from their second album, Purple. Come on! It's trying to show people how much they know about the band that they could name their band after one obscure little line. Absolutely. So, Jay, you have any questions for more questions for Vic and his musical tastes, past, present, and future? Uh, yeah, Vic. I, I wanted to ask you about like when you see these kids. And you know you're watching these movies in the theaters, and you see you, you see these different stars in the theaters, and you see these kids flock to these movies. Um, are they, do they come out singing any of these stuff that's being on the soundtrack? Do you notice them humming tunes coming out of the theaters and stuff? It's weird. I mean, they used to in the you know the gold in the, like the '90s, that golden age of Disney movies with like The Lion King and The Little Mermaid. But nowadays, I don't. I don't know if I the, the new animated movies don't have music in them or they I just don't remember them. But like nowadays, I don't know if you know like Toy Story had that one song they just play over and over again, right? Like you, you've got a friend in me. It was in like every Toy Story movie. But are there other songs in the Toy Story movies? Because I can't remember any of them. <laughs> yeah, I remember right. Cars. I, Does Cars have any songs? The Incredibles. Like I don't know if there's any music. Like in those movies. I, I think that Disney was smart because they. I feel that in the nineties they completely diluted their project their products by having a brand new full animated musical every year. Mm-hmm. That's probably a lot of work too. You got to hire Elton John. You got to hire Phil Collins. And, and you, know, you like, got yeah, to give the Grammys. Yeah, now I don't remember. Like I can't, I can't make the the equation of these newer movies. Like is Megamind going to have original songs in it? So the kids. I just got a message. That Toy Story 2 had a song sung by Sarah McLaughlin. Oh my gosh! Which has oh. come from which is which has come from our next guest. So um, so Vic, wrapping it up. Any final thoughts for all our no, listeners out say here? That my son, as, as my son, I just wanted to say, as my son gets older, I, I feel it's my responsibility to like you know uh, introduce him to as much music as possible, and I'll be introducing him 
to the music that I listen to also. He'll be listening to, you know, the Who and the Rolling Stones as long as I have anything to say about it. So CSI is still going to be on the air? Hmm? Will he get your CD collection, uh, Vic, uh, anytime yes. soon? Okay. Will he what? Will he inherit your CD collection? Yeah, what, what are CDs? CDs now? CDs to him will be like eight tracks to me. Like, wow. <laughs> you won't even know what a CD is anymore ten years from now. Absolutely. Right. All right, all right, Vic, we're going to bring on our next guest, so thank you so right. much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Vic. So thank long. you. All right, bye. Marika, you're on with Jay and Ian here on Parents Kids Music. Hello. 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 How are you? Oh, Good. Great. Oh. Excellent. So, um, you, so, we, so this is a very much a cross country state um show. We've got Jay in California. We got myself in New York. We had Steve, our first guest in Florida. We had Vic also <laughs> in New York, and now we're now we're hitting the Constitution State. So how is it out there on the 203 area code today? It's cold. <laughs> it's very cold. Absolutely. It's sunny but cold. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, don't forget I'm kind of a bi... I, 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 I'm a bi-statal person because I live in New York, but I work in Connecticut. So you're getting me on my Connecticut yeah. side today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Considering that I'm actually on the border of Connecticut. So but the important exactly. thing is we're here on Parents Kids Music and we've been talking about the relationships that parents that people actually have with their parents and also have with their kids when it comes to music. Yes, yeah, so, mm-hmm. so I'd like to I'd like to start from the beginning and about your musical influences growing up and what your parents introduced you to. Well, my musical influences growing up actually are one of the reasons why I did not get into the Oberlin Conservatory, um, <laughs> because I was raised. My father um, used to love to listen to classical music, so I, I un- kind of uh, undercover and and unintentionally I grew an appreciation for classical music, but it, which should have gotten me into the con at, at Oberlin. Um, the catch was that both of my parents though used to love to listen to Peter Paul and Mary. So I got a really fantastic notion and ear for harmonies and folk music and um, a non-traditional female voice in Mary Travers, who I idolized. Unfortunately, when you're trying to apply for an opera program and you write your college essay about how when you grow up you either want to be Bernadette Peters, a coloratura soprano, or Mary Travers, a folk singing, basically tenor, they don't quite know what to do with you, and they so they don't accept you. Um, so, uh, you know, that 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 was, I, I think, the greatest influence that, that my parents gave me was Peter, Paul, and Mary. I remember every Saturday morning uh, we would get up, and while my parents were getting the, the bagels and locks and tomatoes and onions ready, um, it was the one meal that we would have not in the family room with the TV, but my father, while he was bringing the coffee, would be playing Peter, Paul, and Mary or a Bill Cosby record, um, and we would have breakfast in the dining room, listening usually to Peter, Paul, and Mary by the time my mom came down. Um, wow. Of course, that 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 kind of got a little boring after a while. When I was four, my grandmother got me um, Barry Manilow's "Even Now." Uh, Barry Manilow was my first crush. I'll admit that out loud. Um, <laughs> and Did you hear I that internet? Hmm? Yeah. I said internet. Everyone listen. You hear that? <laughs> yes. My first crush was Barry Manilow, um, and my favorite song was Copacabana. At which point, which will tie into the later half of the discussion with how we influence our children with music. Um, so just remember, Copacabana. Um, it was the first song whose lyrics I, I, that, that I knew all the lyrics, and I used to love dancing around singing Copacabana. Um, but you know, as I kind of moved out of the house, and, and you know, I think it's pretty par for the course. Once kids hit second and third grade, they start getting exposed to what's on the radio and pop music. And um, I very quickly fell for Duran Duran and some of the more alternative rock. Uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd say that's kind of where I started to stray on my own, and my parents and I went separate ways musically, though secretly I still listened to Peter, Paul, and Mary. I just pretended that I hated it for years and years, just to spite them. That's a huge, that's wow. a, that's a, that's a huge jump from uh, Barry Manilow to Duran Duran. I mean, that's kind of like, wow. 
<laughs> it's, but if you think about it, it wasn't because Barry Manilow was. I mean, he still had those specials going and everything else into into you know eighty nineteen eighty eighty one eighty two. You'd still see him on CBS and ABC, and he was still showing up on the Muppets. And then right. Duran Duran took over. So you know, right. I see it as a maturity. I was going from childhood music to a more mature taste. <laughs> My favorite Barry Manilow song, Ian, is Mandy. So I that's. Uh, I just love that song, and I understand the Barry Man. He's a great, great hard worker too. Because I've, I've, oh, I've actually, oh yeah, he's one of the hardest working men in show. But him and James Brown, they work hard. <laughs> and he, you know, he's a fantastic lyricist, and, and, and you know, take away the schmaltz of, of the disco influence of some of that stuff. When if you just listen to it on a piano, musically it's beautiful. I mean, if you think about it, he wrote some of the most influential um, jingles out there. Yeah, I'd like to. Say, yes. I'd like to um, make. The, I mean, if you think about what he wrote, his music was fantastic. If it weren't for Barry Manilow, Bette Midler wouldn't have a career. That's right. So, and, you know, I think he's he's one of the unsung heroes of of of, of contemporary music. He really is. Well, he writes um, the songs, and I really like him growing <laughs> up. That makes the whole world sing. <laughs> and I have his live album, and I mean, you're you're right on point. You're right on point, and um, so you know, I can understand. I can understand you liking Barry Manilow because I do too, and and, and he's a world class talent. Nobody never gives him credit for his piano playing. The guy can play position. So, oh my gosh, yes. And he and he can play in those ridiculous poofy sleeves. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so 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 when did you stop listening to Barry? Like you kind of like did you just abruptly said okay I'm doing Duran now, or did you kind of slowly? I. It's, and so if, if any of my friends are hearing this right now or will later, they will laugh to actually hear me admit this out loud. But I'm a bit of an obsessive compulsive. And I will listen to music. I, I will listen to the same CD or same record album um, over and over again. For, you know, It can be weeks at a time. It can be months at a time, just obsessively. Like right now I have Spring Awakening, uh, the soundtrack, in my CD player in the car. And it has not yet that Huh? You still what? do? I mean, yeah, it was about a month ago when I was in your car, and that's all you were playing. Yes, over and over again. I still have it in there. Yeah, I, it hasn't come out since June. Um, so, and it's some of it, it, it's not entirely laziness. It's not obsessive compulsion. It's also I study it, and I'll have right. a, a new favorite song every week. You know, that's that's the music student in me. Um, because when I went to Oberlin, I ended up being a double major with with both uh, vocal performance and, and English. Um, so, you know, some people see it as like this weird, quirky, you know, she can't, just can't get it out of her head. And what people don't understand is that I'm listening to it. I'm trying to understand different interpretations. I'll follow a different musical line. I'll follow a different instrument, listen to themes throughout a soundtrack. Um, and I'll do the same thing with record albums. So, I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's the musician in us, Rika, and that's what we do. Yeah. We analyze, and you want to find out everything about the whole musical, you know, um, Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. You want to know why? Why did he play an E flat minor there? You know, we have different questions. <laughs> and, and and oh my gosh, isn't it so funny? There, there's the melody line, and it's repeated here in a totally different context. How great is that? You know, Spring yeah. Awakening has a great example of it, with where it repeats a song. At first, it's it's the male female, very serious somber lead, and then later it's the homosexual couple, where the kid is discovering for the first time, and all of a sudden the words have completely different meanings, and it's really funny. Um, right. So yeah. So 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 Ian, it's not that I'm entirely obsessive compulsive, though. To an extent, the, the obsession of studying something to death until I've discovered nothing new is is. Yeah, so is that's how is I am. Like when an album comes out, and the first, like what when a CD comes out, or in these cases, when I first even now download it to my computer or to my to my phone, I like listening to it in a lot of different areas, like walking around, right. driving in the car, just sitting down, right. just being able to connect with the music. Because sometimes when you have completely new material from an artist which you like and are familiar with, sometimes it's just weird because it's like, wow, this is new stuff. It's, I don't know if I right. like and it. You, I don't know if I hate it. Right, and then you can find that, you know, like I, I cannot stand Britney Spears, but there's one song that she has that can bring me to tears. Um 
and, and because of the lyrics and, and there is that innocence that has nothing to do with her. Um, but at the same time, also, you know, if I'm making a mix, I made a mix uh, a little over a year ago for a friend whose grandmother died. And I figured, all right, I'll, I'll, you know, I can't go sit Shiva with him, so I'll just send him a CD. Well, that CD ended up, I think it ended up being a four-CD collection because I couldn't stop adding songs because I'm like, I can't edit it anymore. Um, and, you know, it's funny because the kids, the kids know that CD because I, I then knowing that he was listening to it, I would listen to it. So then I listened to that obsessively for a couple of months and very impressed with my, with my resourcefulness. But, you know, the, the lyrics had different meanings and everything else, and the kids started in, enjoying some of the songs. So, yeah. I've got to ask Actually, you, so, what, so what, what, what music do, do your kids listen to? So you listen to this. I'm just curious. Since you're a musician, <laughs> what, do your kids, what kind of music do your kids listen to? Just to give you an example, so I decided that unlike my parents, I wasn't going to force the children to listen to classical music. I wasn't going to force them away from listening to pop music either. I, I wanted to expose them. So, um, you know, whatever I was listening to, I, I would play for them. Uh, one of my children's favorite um, lullabies that I would sing them, you know, I'd sing them a Peter, Paul, and Mary song, uh, if, if, if 500 Miles. That was one of their favorite lullabies. The one that, that got them was a, a Bruce Coburn song, um, uh, called All the Diamonds, which I didn't even know was, in fact, a Christian song. <laughs> I guess he was like a little bit of a born-again, and there's a reference to Jesus in it that I never even picked up on. So I altered the lyric a little bit once I realized it. Old folk songs, Jesus. new folk songs. Yeah, there's a little bit of a thing where, um, what is it? Um, it talks about uh, that um, 2,000 miles and, and um, no, what is it? Yeah, 2,000 miles and just a world away, but the 2,000 miles apparently refers to 2,000 years, as in 2,000 years since Jesus was on the planet kind of thing. So I just changed your life. Do you experience any music family like Andre Watts or any classical uh, different concerts you might take them to? Have you took your your, uh, two children to um, any of those concert events? Uh, I've taken them to concerts. We we all went to see David Broza a, a few years ago. Um, the kids love David Broza, and they loved David Broza, by the way, before Young Today, Ian, um, because I played David Broza for them all the time. Um, you know, I, I, my, my only problem with taking them to concerts nowadays is that the volume is so high that I don't want to damage their ears, uh, quite honestly, and I don't want to sound like a curmudgeon. Um, it's just the volume is so loud, and I've I've got a high tolerance. I used to go to mosh pits, and, you know, I would go to Lollapalooza and everything, so I'm I'm not a... I'm not assisting when it comes to it, but it gets to the point that you can't even hear the music. And, you know, sometimes you just never know how the crowds are going to be. So would I take them to a Duran Duran show? Would I take them to Metallica? Well, okay, maybe not Metallica. But, you know, would I take them to Evanescence if they were going around on tour? Sure. But my issue is more their safety than the music. Um, but very funny, by the way, my, my daughter, when she turned four, was going to um, an Orthodox Jewish nursery school. And but I would listen to what I would listen to in the radio, and she would sing along and everything. And I got a call from the director one day that they were very concerned because she was singing Rio, um, and and they felt that it was an inappropriate song for a four-year-old to be singing. Or she, I think she was three at the time. I'm thinking it's Duran Duran, it's Tame, but okay, fine. You know, it's 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 Orthodox school. Then I get a call, <laughs> and they were very disturbed because she was singing a song they'd never heard before, something about bringing her back to life. Wow. I had been playing Evanescence in the car obsessively, and, of course, my daughter decides to latch onto this goth anthem, memorized all the words, and started singing them at her friends to scare them. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so, but, at the, but at the same time, you know, my daughter is learning on my own from Les Mis and, you know, listening to David Broza to the point that, you know, I started using Israeli music to teach them how to translate. My friend made me a mix of Israeli rock songs and my daughter started translating things and, you know, David Broza has a song called Homecoming that has very simple Hebrew. So, you know, they learned them and they even came up with a little choreography to learn, teach themselves the language. And at the same time, you know, they love Pachelbel's canon. That's kind of amazing because the music is educating Educating for your children that they're, they're learning and they're really paying attention. So that just shows our audience, listening audience out there, that music will transpire as an educational tool. And that's one thing that I've always believed. 
Because they can well, use it, but, but, they but, that's also, but that, that also goes back to Gregorian chant and everything. I mean, the reason why all these, um, you know, even the Torah and, and everything, was, the reason why a lot of this liturgy was set to music wasn't to be entertaining, but because setting something to a melody allows you to remember it. You know, if you think about why is the alphabet sung, period, because it's a lot easier to remember. So, you know, I, I used to love this teacher to be like, stop singing in class. Why? I remember things better that way. Um, and it's universal. Right. Unfortunately, the yeah. um, higher control won't let you recite your ABCs singing them backwards. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> you, you, you know, I can do the 50 states. Actually, I don't think I can do it even backwards. I can't do either of those backwards. I can do them forwards, but not backwards. They won't let you sing it backwards, Rika, uh, if you get pulled over. You know, they want you to actually just say your ABCs backwards, you know, or sing them boards. They won't let you sing it. Uh, even if you tell the I can't even do that sober. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you, you know, maybe we should do a show of just attempting to to recite the ABCs backwards. It's like, Rika, you're on. That could be a Why? Oh, wait. Go to the in front of me. Huh? Okay, we'll all go back to jail because we won't be able to do it. But um, uh, that's funny. I just wanted to throw some comedy in. Um, sure. Uh, absolutely. Wow. As this has definitely been a very fun interaction, and you know we're running out of time on the show. So, so we, we thank you very much for joining us. Any final thoughts? Um, you know what? Just just to any of those parents that are out there, unless there is something truly harmful about the music that your kids are listening to, or the language is absolutely inappropriate, don't don't discourage your kids from listening to anything. As much as I can't stand Miley Cyrus, I'm not going to stop my daughter from doing it because you know what? It'll just encourage them later. Expose them to all different kinds of music, even if it's not your taste. There's nothing that says you have to listen to it with them all the time, as long as you listen to it once. But you know, music, like I said, music is a universal language, and it can bring all different kinds of people together, and it will teach your kids a much greater appreciation for other cultures, whether it's within the United States, whether it's across class or across borders. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. I wrote that myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have a musician on the show, Ian. As you see, you know, I'm a... So um, that chalk up one for me. So I appreciate her being on the show. Sure. Excellent. We're all musicians. It's it's just a matter of whether or not we're tone deaf or not. We may not all be performers, but we're all musicians. Well, I put the E in in musician. There you go. There you go. (laughs) See, it was first magician, but I guess musician works as well. It was like my birthday party when I was in kindergarten. So I have that on VHS. I don't know if I'm embarrassed or nostalgic. <laughs> All right, so I'd like to thank um, Gibson Rico once again. Thank you very much for joining us. And You're welcome. Looking welcome. forward to um, hearing about your friend's reactions about your crush of Baronella. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait to see what comes up on Facebook. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank you, Rika. Thank you, Rika. All right. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, Jay. So we had a very packed show today. Well, it was very, 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 very informative also. And uh, we had some great guests. Absolutely. Like, we we had three different parents, really from different backgrounds, and each had their own insights about based on the age of their kids, the way that they grew up with their parents, the way they were exposed to music as kids and how they and, and how it makes them the parents that they are. Right. And um that was it was very, very, very informative about how that how each one had different experience. Like I liked uh, the guy uh, arguing on the uh phone, turn daddy could you turn to a different radio station, you know, I, I kinda like that, you know. Kind of most kids. That's what me and me, me and my daughter do. We do that. We're fighting over what channel, you know, all the way to school. I kind of. You well, know, I'm glad that. that <laughs> well, I'm glad that the channel that everyone's been listening to for the last hour has been this channel on ParentsKidsMusic.com on Blog Talk Radio, and 
And we're going to be having another show same time next week. That's 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's 12 p.m. on the West Coast. Beautiful <laughs> West Coast today. Beautiful. So, Jay, giant. so any, <laughs> yes, it's been a giant day without a doubt. So, Jay, yeah. any, any, thir, you got 30 seconds. Anything else you want to share today here on Parents Kids Music? I go talk to Selena Gomez. Parents, please monitor your kids. And uh, make sure they don't hold these little child stars to a level where they can't be human. That's my thought for today. Excellent. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.